Thank you for joining us again tonight as we continue our retreat with a friend of Medjugorje, preparing for the 40th anniversary of the Medjugorje apparitions taking place on June the 25th, 2021. Tonight's broadcast actually comes to us from just a couple of years ago. On June the 25th, 2019, a friend of Medjugorje was speaking to a Caritas pilgrimage group in Medjugorje. What he says about Our Lady's message given that day, which was the 38th anniversary of the Medjugorje apparitions, he shares how the message Our Lady gave was an outline of her being with us for 38 years, and how it was a keystone message. And it's a message that we, tonight, need to be thinking about as we prepare for the 40th anniversary coming up. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, June the 25th, 2019. Today is the 38th anniversary of the apparitions. Is that important? Was 37, 36, 35, 25? Why is this important? Because we're counting down the clock. 24 months from today, we will enter the 40th year of the apparitions. That's a biblical number. I've been telling you this since the 10th anniversary. That that's how long these apparitions would go. And nobody had the idea or they were scared to see it because they didn't understand it. I saw it to the messages. And we need to be preparing ourselves. We need to be aware of what is happening in these next months. It's not a tea party. It is something profound. It is war. It is hatred. I told our group today that Medjugorje is a prefigurement of Armageddon. And what happened today? Our Lady validated everything I'm saying to you. That we're in a moment to be prepared for something that's coming. The feast day of June 25th, honoring the first apparitions, have typically been short. And today's was a little longer than normal. But the power of it is very significant in what she's telling us. These words you're about to hear should stun you and put you in a disposition that I need to be ready, I need to be contemplating, I need to reevaluate my walk with Medjugorje. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's June 25th, 2019 Monthly Message to the World Dear children, I am thanking God for each of you. In a special way, little children, thank you for having responded to my call. I am preparing you for the new times that you may be firm in faith and persevering in prayer so that the Holy Spirit may work through you and renew the face of the earth. I am praying with you for peace which is the most precious gift, even though Satan wants war and hatred. You little children, be my extended hands and proudly go with God. Thank you for having responded to my call. I'm working on a writing that came from one of the radio wave broadcasts. 
It starts off saying, New life. Our lady said today in her 25th message, New times. So, starting off new life, our lady is calling us to it. And she made it very clear that if you don't begin this now, in the time of grace, you will deeply regret it and have great difficulties and changes over to where you have to live what you did not choose to do in the time of grace when you could have done it. And I continue with this statement. Advance yourself into the future through the messages. Read our materials. Even if you've read them before, read it again. It will speak to you. Unquote. Why is this important? Why is what our lady said today is important? Because on August 25th, 1997, our lady said, God gives me this time. Our lady said today, I am preparing you for the new times. Going back to the 1997 message, our lady says, Now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament for these messages. And this is what I was referring to on the writing that I'm working, where it says, if you don't change, you're going to regret. In other words, you're going to lament. Because the difficulties of changing over how to live what you should do, but you didn't choose in the time of grace when you could have done it. That's some cause limitations. Going back to today's anniversary message, I am thanking God for each of you. She starts this way, thanking us. How? In a special way, little children, thank you for having responded to my call. That's a typical message she says at the end of the messages, never at the beginning. What do you do when you thank people at the beginning of something, when you start announcing it? Say it's a football team, it's a sports. You go into the locker room. Okay, you just finished the game. Thank you for making that happen. Thank you for responding. Your effort was great. You've achieved something. Our lady is saying, in a special way, little children, thank you for having responded to my call. Anyway, something has been achieved. Something has happened. Something bigger is coming on the horizon. And our lady continues, I am preparing you for the new times that you may be firm in faith and persevering in prayer. We're on the verge of everything. Everything we work for. In 24 months, the 40th year is going to bring things to a light. And yet people still are getting on board. After she says today, persevering in prayer, she says, quote, so that the Holy Spirit may work through you and renew the face of the earth. That is a bombshell. That is biblical. Come, Holy Spirit, for the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. She said that. Who else said that? Where else can we find that? We can find it in the Psalms, in the Bible, 104. Biblically, verse 30. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. Wow. Wow. Do you realize what is happening in our midst? Do you know what you're seeing unfolding? And the one time she used that word was unfolding a great battle between my son and Satan. 
what does a lady say in this message today? She encompasses everything. She's touched on the whole thing. This is an outline of her 38 years. I'm praying with you for peace, which is the most precious gift, even though Satan wants war and hatred. And that goes back to what I just talked about, August 2nd, the war between her and Satan. The composition of this message stretches from June 24th, 1981, to June 25th, 2019. Today, what a span. And what a beautiful, profound outline that we receive from the Queen of Peace here in Medjugorje. And you don't want to pay attention. You're too busy. You're going this way. You're going that way. You let the culture tell you what to do. And a lady is saying to us, way back August 25th, 1997, God gives me this time as a gift to you so that I may instruct and lead you on the path of salvation. And then she goes in what I've already quoted. You're going to lament because you're not going to be ready. And today she says, be ready. Thank you for being ready. For all you have been ready, I am preparing you for the new times that you may be firm in faith and persevering in prayer so that the Holy Spirit may work through you to renew the face of the earth. Do you realize what she's saying? Do you understand and comprehend how big this is? We are talking about a second Pentecost. We only had one in the church. We're going to have something equal to that. A second descending of the Holy Spirit. She put it in her words today. She put it back in 1997. You've got to lament when this happens because you're not ready. And she's thanking us at the very beginning, which is not only abnormal to put it at the beginning, but it's also a good sign that something has been achieved. You made it. And my question to you, have you made it? So another question to you, are you going to be the one that loses the most precious gift through Satan, what he wants, which is war and hatred, as they said today? We are not to be apologizing. We are not to be ashamed to be incited with God and confront people. It is over. There is no more silence. We confront you little children, be my extended hands and proudly go with God. We are to march forward from this moment. This message is a big message, I'm telling you. There's messages that I use as a keystone for all the other messages, and this is it. This thing covers so many things, yet it's so simple. And yet, that is the wisdom of the messages. And it's beyond intellectualism because they're too smart for it, they think. And actually, they're not smart enough for it. That's the problem. So I leave you with this from this holy land. Our Lady's Jerusalem mentioned a few things to spark and energize you to be active. No more quietism. No more being stopped. Because somebody's trying to block it, whether it's your parish priest, other people, lay people. Because Our Lady is saying to move forward. You got your marching orders. Proudly go with God. And so what does it mean when Our Lady said, I am preparing you for the new times. 
That means the present times, the modernism, the consumerism, the tech devices, all these things are under indictment. We're going to come into a different time. So I leave this briefing with the words, Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. It is a guarantee. And I'm telling you, we are on the verge of a second Pentecost. You decide if you want to be active or on the sidelines. Active, you'll be proud that you gave your hands to God. On the sideline, you will be lamenting tears and sorrow. And I leave you with those words. And that was the very short message that we received earlier from a friend of Medjugorje about the monthly message that we received through Maria. Now we join a friend of Medjugorje in his encounter with the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group in Medjugorje. Father Hoser is the ambassador of whatever you want to say from the Vatican to come to Medjugorje and open the doors for it if it needs to be done, which he's done that. Now I want to start off with that because it's pertinent to what we're going to talk about a little bit today. But he said, quote, Medjugorje will not be stopped. So he's speaking on behalf of the Vatican when he says that because he was sent for that. And I'm saying these things because I'll wrap it up in the end of this about you are not to be stopped. He says this, referring to Medjugorje itself, he says, this movement will not stop and should not be stopped because of the good fruit that grows out of it. There's two things to see or two perspectives to see on Medjugorje. He called it a movement. They say from here it's movement. This is not a movement. A movement has a time of the life of the movement last and then it goes away or it peaks out somewhere. This is not that. So I'm not contradicting Hoser, but I've got 32 years of cognition. This is not just another apparition. This is not another movement. Fatima has teetered out because it gave way to Medjugorje. John the Baptist did the same thing. He peaked out but not like Jesus, but he prepared for that. So we have prophetic apparitions, just like the prophets, preparing for Jesus Christ coming. And when Jesus Christ came, that was the peak. This is the peak. And it's not a movement. It's a mistaken statement to say that. People say, what's the big deal? A movement is something that's passing. You move and it goes and it has a strength, it builds, you may move, changing from places where you are, but our lady's not here for that. This is movement versus moment. This is the moment. So movement versus moment. Moment is biblical. Moment means the most minute and indivisible part of time, an instant, force, impulsive power. Importance in influence or effort, consequences, weight, and value. The consequences of Medjugorje 
is not going away. It's not something we joined. A lot of good things came out of Fatima. The Blue Army, different grocery groups, the marriage things where they got through Fatima. But so many movements came out of that, and a lot of them have died out. Medjugorje's moment is continuous because it is for the preparation of the second coming. And it has to get embedded in the ground, putting dirt over the seed, and it sprout and grow into a mighty tree. And that tree will give fruit to the end of time for those people who have to go through to the Antichrist. I don't personally believe it's going to be a thousand years from now. Because as we said last couple of three days, is that man does not forget what he invents. He may be knocked backwards, but he'll come back. He knows what electricity is. He knows what the digital things are. He'll come back to that. But for us to have a peace, a period of peace, which I already promised in 2000, 1999, December, that is an opportunity for a century of peace for you. Now, we thought that was the turn of the century. We realize now, at the end of 2017, the 100th anniversary, Satan's power has been broken. And she did say at 2000, right there on January 1st, the beginning of the millennium, something that contradicts and supports that Satan's power continued. We thought when she said that 1999 in December, right before the change of the millennium, that Satan's century would be over. And through prayer and seeing now, 1917 to 2017, we see everything starts happening. If you go back and see whatever changed around, from the politics, from the situation, it changed October 13th, 2017. So where do we go with that? I called Maria because I was told she was on the mountain that night Cross Mountain, and our lady appeared to her January 1st, 2000, at the turn of the millennium. And our lady said, now that when Satan is unchained, consecrate yourself to my heart and the sacred heart of Jesus. So I happened to be in California, Colorado, somewhere, with my whole family, and I called Maria. I said, Maria, I says, we thought Satan was unchained. What happened last night on the mountain? What did it say? She said, Our Lady said, Now that Satan is unchained, consecrate yourself to me in the sacred heart of Jesus. My heart. And when I told her, I thought he's already been unchained. She says, No, he had a big chain. Now the chain cut. So he was released. And what happened in 2000? Everything broke loose. From the Twin Towers, and we've been going downhill real quick. Rapid. We would never think, even in 2000, people would be running over people with trucks cars, bombs, killing themselves, the hatred, the family, where it is now, all these things. We never would have dreamed of this. So Satan has been wrecking havoc for us. So it's important for you to understand this is not a movement. This is a moment. Our lady said in the 90s, this is a particular time. And of course, you know the message we promote always. This is her time. She said, this is my time. We had to take that in the context of what was Fatima about. Preparation for the time when she was going to walk the earth. And today's 38 years of that. So you got to put these things together to understand it. Because Hoser goes on and says this, Medjugorje is the light in a world going down into darkness. He says, quote, You can say to the whole world that there is a light with Medjugorje, and we need these spots of light in the world that is going down in darkness. So friends, be carriers of this joyful news. I would change it. 
be carriers of this joyful messages. They still won't say that. They still don't want to accept that. You say, well, he doesn't know. He doesn't. He's new to Medjugorje. The message is, is the fundamental foundation of what is taking place here. It is the map. It is the Pentagon plan for this Armageddon, a prefigurement of Armageddon, of a war in a world that is at war with God. August 2nd, 1981, our lady said, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. That's a declaration of war. It wasn't even happening at that moment. Yes, there was battles, and there's people going to perdition into heaven and purgatory. But she said, about to unfold. Jesus is declaring war through his mother. And she gave that declaration. And she comes up in 1987. Dear children, the first monthly message, foundation message for the monthly 12 times a year. Behold, I call you to a new life as of today. If I said those words, she means that. We are going to live different. We're not. We've been going downhill since 1987. So when you say the word behold, that's a proclamation. I want you to pay attention to my words. This is not simple. This is something very strong that must be deciphered through meditation, contemplate, and struggle to comprehend. Behold, as of today, I call you to live a new life. And we had looked for years, because she kept saying the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan that Jesus has, the plans that I have, the plans that God has. And finally she revealed it on that first message. And she said, God wants to use you. If you go up to a person and you say, I'm going to use you. No, you're not going to use me. Nobody likes to be used. But when God says it, yeah, use me. God wants to use you for a great plan. I know where I was. It was a candid moment. It was a, one of the, the second locations of Caritas. We had four different locations that we moved to two or three years. Because we got expanded and growing beyond what we could have in the offices we had. So I'm standing there reading that. And it says... A great plan for the salvation of the world. So that puts this in the context. This is bigger than what we can imagine and what your role is because you're going to be used. And our lady goes on and says that. You cannot comprehend the greatness of your role. Therefore, you pray to see what God's design is for you. Everybody is inducted to this. Everybody is invited to become apostle. But not everybody is going to let themselves be inducted. And not everybody is going to let themselves be an apostle. Because they put limits on God. They just go so far. Because God starts asking you to give up things that you have a struggle with. Because it, it chokes you. It's difficult. And some and many really don't do it. They don't want to do it. I met a priest who was with them for a week. Ne knew we were Medjugorje people. Never said anything about Medjugorje. We're riding in the car, and he, just, he comes out and says, Oh, I've been to Medjugorje. We said, we've been with you a week. You never told us that. Why? He said, well, I don't pay any attention to it. Why, Father? Why, why not? He said, because a lady asked for fasting, and I don't want to fast. This is a priest. He's been here. So not everybody will accept, and you'll get a certain point where you can, I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you, but then it comes choke time. And when that happens, 
It's not easy to follow Our Lady, but you have to to be an apostle. So not everybody's going to make it as apostle. When they say that be carriers of this joyful news, it's tippy-toeing. Just say it. It's Our Lady who says, spread my messages. Nice day, huh? There was an exorcism going on, and this priest was doing this exorcism, and the demonic was fighting constantly against the priest. And he took him two hours, and he finally got him on his knees because he was in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and he wanted to be prostrated. And he worked on this guy, holy water, all this salt, praying, another couple of priests with him. He finally got him on his knees, then he got him all fours, and then he got him laying down, his nose was on the floor. And the demonic says, this is a nice carpet down here. He didn't want to admit that he was in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm down here looking at this carpet. I'm not down here because you're making me in front of Jesus. So you can pass Our Lady's words and what was she saying. If these messages aren't important, why is Our Lady saying this? Are we just supposed to carry the good news? Or are we supposed to carry the messages and not be ashamed of them or not be trying to hide them or being political or trying to make this get approved? Because even if people want to approve it, We'll try to make it to get approved. I'm not interested in that. To me, that's being an apostate. I laid Medjugorje over and over and over on the guillotine because I believe in all these apparitions, and I got condemned by the whole Medjugorje world. There's 150, 60 Medjugorje centers. was furious when I wrote to John Paul about the point of man God because it's on the index. It's been condemned. And Our Lady told Maria, you can read these books. So I wrote to John Paul. And I said, the whole world is being split right now. We need a shepherd's voice. We're a Medjugorje community. The Virgin Mary told Maria, we can read these books. It's been on the index. We need a shepherd's voice. John Paul turns it to the Italian conference of bishops. They ruled on it. goes back to my bishop. I wrote to Ratzinger. Through Ratzinger, back to my bishop. My bishop calls me. He's so excited. He didn't know I did that. It took 11 months to get this. He says, you got a letter from, from, from the Holy Father. It's, it's church history. And he says, you can read these. You just cannot declare them supernatural. Which I'm fine with that because everything starts off and building up a following which senses fidelium. The people in the end proves it. So I was okay with that. But the repercussions of that, how dare you put that jeopardy of Medjugorje because saying that when something's on the index, see, I didn't care. I knew, and I verified with Maria, I know a lady said it, and I know a lady's appearing, and I wasn't worrying about consequences. Don't weigh out consequences to be an apostle. You just do it. And when you do it, it's a negative almost every case, but it's like the coyote on the Roadrunner, on a cartoon. They jump and all fighting. And the roadrunner steps out of the fight, and they're still fighting. And that happened over and over and over. People got fighting. I was in the middle of it. I stepped out, and they start fighting each other. If you want to be somebody to a lady to be used, you cannot worry or consider the consequences. If you know she's calling you to do something, you do it. A reporter asked me once, you pulled your kids out of sports. Your kids, you did this with your kids, you do that. Don't you think that's a bad thing? I said, no. I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing through prayer. And she was objecting to it, not just as a reporter, just on, on her opinion. Our kids are more athletic than a lot of the kids out there playing sports. 
when you deal with bulls and you do horses and you climb trees and you got the arbor in front of the tabernacle. Y'all seen that? We got three-year-old, four-year-old kids get on that. They may fall, they may break their arm, but they learn not to do it the next time. They know how to hold on. So these things come in front of you that you'll be aspired to do that will be negative consequences, but will turn out into a positive for you. Our lady says, turn every negative into a positive. So here it is, our lady, about the messages. Are we just supposed to be carriers of the news? Do we want a generic so nobody gets ruffled about it? Our lady says, September 2nd, 2015. My dear apostles of love, my carriers of truth. Not a good news. Carries the truth. She says 11 times, I. I, I, I. I am calling you and gathering you around me to help me. Can you imagine that? See, she's handcuffed. She can raise her arms during apparition. She can pray. She can make the sign of the cross. But with you, she's handcuffed. Why? Because you are her extended hands. That's what she claimed in Italy when Mary and I was together. You be my extended hands. What she does has to be performed through you. I'm calling you, gathering you around me to help me, to help all my children who thirst for love and truth. I am a grace from the Heavenly Father. I lived your earthly life. Four, I know that it is not easy. Five, I again. I, your mother, am waiting for you there. She's talking about heaven. Because I am there. Seventh time. I am with you. I will help you. I will teach you faith. I will teach you truth. I will teach you love. You don't just carry apparitions and now he's doing these things. You carry the word because she carried the flesh and the word was made flesh. She is the cover of the Bible. She was wombed and closed with God. Don't wait on everybody else. Don't weigh out consequences. So she's in the wind. But that means trouble for you if she's here. So it goes on. The official status of early apparitions were real. The devotion of Medjugorje is allowed. It is not prohibited and need not be done in secret. So we don't have to be quiet no more. This is from the Vatican. This is for the spokesman for Francis. But I disagree with one thing. The devotion of Medjugorje is allowed. We don't want devotion here. Why? Because we got it at Fatima. We got it at Guadalupe. We got it at all these places. But those places originally were places of conversion. This place must stay a place of conversion, not devotion. Two goods, devotion and conversion. Which would Satan settle for? Just devotion. He hates conversion more than even devotion. This place is for conversion. And nobody here sees this. That's why we got you out here for conversion. And conversion, Our Lady says, is a process that will last your entire lifetime. You will be converting to your last breath. So don't let anybody say, oh, I love the diversion there. We have a lot of people come here, just go to the church, they stay in the pensions, they're not going to the mountains, they're just doing adoration and all these things. That's nice. But we can do that at home too. These paths, these mountains, this grace is for conversion. This place is not to be for just come doing devotion. If you go to Guadalupe, you see the Mexicans and they got the kids and they got holy water on a rag and they're going all over the kids with it. 
It's devotion. It's really beautiful what they do. But at the same time, we want conversion. This place cannot be redefined. And Satan will redefine it with light. Because he doesn't want the conversion. The world needs conversion. It doesn't need devotion. Conversion allows the devotion to come there. I'm devoted to Our Lady. But today when I wake up, I have to convert every day, uh, every moment of the day. Not a movement, but a moment. You're listening to Countdown to the 40th Anniversary with a friend of Medjugorje. Broadcasting on your favorite station, Radio Wave, 24 hours. So I wanted to cover that. First of all, that you can do whatever you want to do with Medjugorje. You're going to get resistance. But don't think and approach this place as devotion. I'm not going to fly over here just to pray. I'm coming here to get something else. And it's available. And it's available for devotion because they want to define it because we want to make it where there's no bumps in the road. Don't sit there and write the Vatican about a book that's on the index. It's condemned and put Medjugorje on the guillotine. I didn't have any problem with it. You wouldn't believe the firestone I had. I mean, I was hated. You risked the whole Medjugorje world because the Pope or the Italian bishops could have condemned it, Medjugorje if a lady said, read these books and the church says you can't because it's on the index. Apostates is what I call them. When they confront it, you're apostate. You don't believe I lay's appearing. Don't come to me about your garbage. And don't you dare stop me because I'm not stopping. And that's what kind of people are ladies looking for. Not arrogant, not boastful or haunty, but you stand your ground. You have been on holy ground. So that said, Alay said 1986, in regard to a question about church approval of the apparitions, Alay says, one must follow the authority of the church with certainty. See, we have to be there. If we're going to be obedient, every jurisdiction, we're obedient. Yet, before she expresses her opinion, it is necessary to advance spiritually. Well, if people are telling you it's not approved yet, we can't do anything, how are we going to advance spiritually if we're not doing something about it? If everybody quit coming to Medjugorje, the church would drop it. They investigate it because something is happening. Either something false, false apparition, or something real. So, yet, she expresses her opinion it is necessary to advance spiritually because she will not be able to express a judgment in a vacuum. So many of you, I, we've been stopped many times. We had a scheduled talk one time. We had everything there in the church. And the bishop calls up two hours before and says, I can't speak there. We had to find a hotel. We had to have people there at that place to reroute them there. You know what happened? We had probably more people crying at the end of the talk than we ever had. Why? Because... We went to a persecution. We were rejected by the bishop, rejected by the church, parish church. And we had to go to a hotel, and our lady turboed the grace for these people. Because people were really upset. You're not going to lose. When you go through the gauntlet, you'll get more grace. She will not be able to express judgment in a vacuum, but in a confirmation which presupposes growth of the child. First comes birth, followed by baptism. Then confirmation. The church comes to confirm him who is born of God. We must walk and advance in the spiritual life affected by these messages. 
and the church still hadn't caught on to that. And they're not going to. And they're not going to because something Our Lady did and made me understand this real clearly. I'm going to let Joan read this. I'll pass it out. Don't read it. You've heard it probably before. When I started the mission of Caritas, I was praying to Our Lady, what is the mission? What are we supposed to do? I evolved in writing some things and printing things because I knew to convey Medjugorje, you can't talk to people. If you're running across the grocery store, a friend or somebody, you want to give them materials. So we made Between Heaven and Earth, which is a story of Medjugorje. I worked with ABC 2020, the top producer, and we produced a one-hour audio story of Medjugorje. And hundreds of thousands of those went out in the first two, three years. Because people won't sit there and talk to you about Medjugorje for an hour. So we gave those out. People bought them at cost. They distributed that. But I was praying the whole time, what is the mission of Caritas? What do you want me to do with it? Where am I going with it? The community didn't exist. And then, of course, our lady came to our house. And Maria's come 15 or 20 more times. We had almost 200 apparitions there, so we defined. But I had been praying, show me. Somehow show me what to do as far as the mission. Now, we had the scandal in the church at that time. They say in the 70s it was really, really bad. But it was embedded at that time. And it was prevalent all over the place. And still, even what you hear today, you don't even hear the tip of the iceberg. We know priests and bishops and people in different places. It's bad. Very bad. So the scandals take place. You have that, plus many other things. We had theologians being heretical. All kinds of bad things. You had mass. They were doing stupid things in mass with a clown. A priest would be dressed up as a clown. All kind of bad stuff. So all this is happening in the church. So I'm praying, what do you want the mission to be? I was in the field where a lady appeared, and I was by myself. I started saying the rosary. We've said the rosary every day since 1988 when our lady appeared out there. It never stopped, no matter what it is. The storm, Joan and Ruth had visited. They had gone back. They were coming into the community at that kind of that phase, getting ready to, to start the community, really. And so I was by myself out there praying, and a thunderstorm hit, and it was pouring down as hard as it could. And I was kneeling in front of the statue, and Our Lady gave me what we're supposed to do. And I was shocked. It was so long, I knew I couldn't remember this. I ran out of the field and wrote everything word to word, exactly. But it didn't give meaning of what was written. And so when I, when I wrote it down, I knew most of what it said. But I didn't know about the rot in the church. And that rot in church contaminating other people, the seminarians coming in, and that rot taking place. And that's just one part of the problems in the church. You don't get 38 years of apparitions if the church is healthy. In fact, you don't get no apparitions. You don't get any angels come down here because if everything's right, God don't have to mess with it. You don't sit there and start fixing an engine that's perfect, a new car, because it's fixed. I want to fix it. What are you going to fix? We have Our Lady because we are very, very sick. The fact that we have her for 38 years tells you the temperature is more than feverish. It's brain damaged. And it cannot fix within the church. So I'm going to let Joan read this. But this was instantly put in my heart. Instantly I knew it. And it was really like when Maria or Mariana got their message. They saw what they were talking to. I had it put in me. And I couldn't repeat it now. So this is what I wrote down immediately and word for word exactly what was put there. As you hear this, as you read it, be thinking of the church. Be thinking of the good priest in the church. 
be thinking about the bad priests in the church and who's there and who is the ones that's going to be the shining lights because we're not going to rebuild the church from the inside. Once in the village, there was a very old church. There was a law stating there could be only one church designated on the site where the church stood. This posed a great problem because the old church was in a bad state of decline. The old church could not be torn down and rebuilt because there would be no place to worship during its construction. Therefore, it was renovated age after age. But there came a time when the very structure itself became so decayed that it became impossible to make it sound. Nevertheless, there was no choice but to continually try to make it sound. New beams would be brought in only to be contaminated by rotten beams attached to them. However, a few beams by nature's own design were very hard and were able to resist the rot. New stones throughout the ages were also laid, some next to stones which were crumbling, and the new stones also became contaminated and crumbled. However, by nature's own design, some stones were very hard and able to resist the rot, even though next to the contaminated beams and stones, and these stones gave some continued strength to the structure. Some who went to worship in the church were struck from falling beams or crumbling stones. Some were injured to the point of saying they would not come back. And indeed, they and many others left the church. Those who remained faithful and prayed to God and asked, What are we to do, Lord? Our own church is falling down upon us. We have continually worked to strengthen it, but the church cannot be rebuilt. There is so much decay. The people were distraught, sad, and in grief at seeing their centuries-old church going to ruin. Their suffering and tears moved God's mercy, and a great light shone into the hearts of a few of them. They met and told the others, God has given a plan to give us a new church. A great light shone into our hearts and revealed it. Great wonderment of how this could come about swept through those gathered. The enlightened group answered, We are to build a foundation around the existing church. By building around and over the existing church, the original structure would be left intact so that all can continue to worship while a new strong church can be built on the same site around it. Once finished, we will be able to retrieve the good stones and beams from the old church and build altars and decorate the inside of the new church. Indeed, they did as God revealed, and a beautiful church rose up around the old one. The bad materials were cast away into the fire. The good beams and stones were kept making beautiful altars and architectural features on the inside. All marveled because this was the same church, new, rebuilt from the outside, and yet the same old church, devoid of rot. 
Revelation from Our Lady to a Friend of Medjugorje, 1990. The goal is always to work with the church, work with the bishops, submit everything to the priests, get permission for everything. And that was a turning point for me when this took place. A turning point in the realizing that Our Lady was leading everything. Everybody says, go get a spiritual director. I had a priest and a nun who wore blue jeans telling me, you need to go get a spiritual director. You need to go take theological classes. And I knew people that went to Medjugorje and they started taking theological courses and they stopped their following of Medjugorje. They got above Medjugorje. This, we don't need that. Everything I laid pushed me is away from not being inside the church and that structure, but on the outside of it. Because the church is not going to be rebuilt from the inside. It can't be fixed by just remodeling. It has to be a new church to be built over the top of it and then dismantle it. It's going away. Cardinal Ratzinger said that in 1969. The church will be very small, but it will grow in influence and it will regain its power. We're living that. So you got 1969, Father Ratzinger, or Bishop Cardinal Ratzinger, Pope Benedict. He prophetically said this. And not that he even believed in Medjugorje. So a lady made that real clear. And that's why I stayed out, even when my bishop invited me to come in. I didn't want to be dealing with all this stuff in the diocese. You do what you're going to do, I'm going to do what I do. That doesn't mean we don't need our bishops or our priests. We have to have that. We have to have the sacraments. But once they start being strong, that structure that's in there, and there's a systemic structure in there, and I've heard people in the Vatican say it call it the Vatican Mafia, but it always is there. It was with Jesus' apostles, Judas, and even some of his good apostles was working against him. Would you call Pope Francis a demon? Would you call John Paul a devil? Jesus called Peter a devil. Get behind me, you Satan. Because he was under the influence of a darkness that did not allow him to see that he had to go to Jerusalem. And it was difficult enough for Jesus to want to go there when he says, pass this cup me if it's possible. But your will, not mine. He didn't need his own people around here advising him and say, don't go to Jerusalem. Get behind me, you Satan. Does that mean he was possessed? No. But his thinking was in line with that. And Jesus was severe. That's pretty strong stuff for the first pope. So our lady is here to tell us, you're going to rebuild the church, not from within, because you can't. It's too permeated with this rot. That's a hard thing to digest. And I had no idea about the rot contaminating the, the stones and the beans, contaminating the new stones and beans coming in because they were next to each other. Our last group here, a seminarian was here, and he said, well, they're, they're fixing a lot of things in the seminary. And I said, I don't buy it. He said, oh, yeah, they are. He says, what they're doing, they're really being careful now. They're, in other words, you can't put your hand on the shoulder of one of the other guys. Buddies do that. We're under electric co-op. They had the crew there, all these electrical guys there. They took a picture of them. They said, these are the guys, the employees of the month. They got their shoulders on each other. One guy's like that. They're buddies. 
There's something wrong if you have to make a rule you can't touch another guy in the seminary. That means it's so prevalent you might incite something. This is ridiculous, beyond ridiculous, it's demonic. If you've got that going in the seminary, just burn them down, just stop. Let the bishop do his own classes and what they used to do. Used to, they'd be a priest, they spent a year with the priest. That apprenticeship, that's what we need to go back to. If we can't get this right out, but I always here to purge that out. We have a very influence, very strong of the devil. The wind's gotten louder. Our lady likes this. She's blowing more wind. She's excited. My wife collects angels for years. When Maria came there, we have angels all over the house. We want angels to appear. We really don't have angels. We have an angel hospital because after six boys, some of them, many of them are broke and patched up and got their arms broke. But anyway, a lady appeared with three angels. My wife and I, we were so excited. And we asked Maria all these questions about the angels. What were they doing? She says that they do whatever a lady's doing. If a lady's sad, they're sad. If a lady's solemn, they're solemn. If a lady's happy, their wings are flapping like this. And it was just a joy to hear this because they reflect whatever lady is. She's excited with this wind. She's, she's excited you're getting here this stuff because this chokes you. If you're getting something that chokes you, that's going to be good because you've got to figure out what you're going to do about it. So she says, January 28, 1987, Whenever I come to you, my son comes with me. But so does Satan. He's escorting her. He's the limousine driver. He's always going to be there. Satan is in this village. He is here. Really, really here. And it's not as just his sergeants or generals. He's here. The big chief. But so does Satan. You permitted without noticing his influences on you and it drives you on. In other words, he's not going to let you know his appearance. He's not going to let you feel it. He's going to have to give you something. You come here. You need to devote. Just stay in the church. Just do everything you can do back home because it's better here. That's what you came here for. He hates that. But he'll take that any day a week. Then you start changing your life. After Crescio, I grouped with about six guys. They came out of mass every day. I was growing. They're cussing, they're slandering, everything. I got away from them after about a year. They didn't change their life. They just added daily mass. Holy hour. But there's no change. What good is adoration and mass if it's not lived there? We're called to be a Eucharistic people. That doesn't mean going to holy hour. It means going to holy hour and be Eucharistic when you're out. Oh, I go to daily Mass. I had a lady tell me one day, you don't go to daily Mass. Well, we're, it's a three-hour thing. We've got to go out from the country. We've got to get in the traffic. We've got to come back. We can't do that every day. We'd love to. But what you need to do is you need to be daily communicate. Well, I was for years when I went in town. And some of the worst people I know are daily communicants. I'm not saying you're bad, but you know that. Are they changing their life? I met my aunt coming out of Adoration Chapel one day. And she, I had to just do my holy hour. But your, your uncle, he's going to be so mad at me because my house is a wreck. I didn't do that. Jesus don't want you there in front of him. Jesus wants your state in life to be lived. I'm sure she didn't go home and didn't clean it. Because I know her. <laughs> and don't edit that out. I want her to hear this. So she, she says, 
she says, he, he's just going to be so mad, but I had to have my Jesus. It ain't a fix. It ain't about you. It's about adoration and this sacrifice. The Mass is sacrifice. And he says, live the Mass. You think, you go, how do you live when you go in there? How do you live it? You live it when you leave and Mass stays with you all day. You sacrifice all day. You take that Mass and the grace from it and you live sacrifice. That's what it's about. And very few people understand that. Our Lady is trying to show us this. So He's going to, without your notice, He's going to influence you and He's going to drive you on. You're not going to clean the house. I'm going to go give Jesus something. Me. I feel good now. I've been the holy hour. My dress is this short too. Really? Okay. Our Lady is here to tell you that you are driven by Satan on everything you do. And you're driven by God if you let Him by everything you do. But you don't let Him do that. As far as Medjugorje goes, you cannot be silent. You got the book Quietism? How many of you read it? Man, y'all ain't reading nothing. Y'all been on cell phones? It's mortal sin. Go confession. The social justice cross I wrote in the center waiting. We can't wait till Medjugorje is over. Our Lady said, this is the time of grace. She conveyed, don't wait. She said, August 25th, 1997. Who knows the message? I've said this for years. I can't eat a moment. I'm in the hay fields with the boys. They bring me the message. Our Lady says, now you don't understand, but soon will come a time when you will lament for the messages. Our Lady's words are not exaggerated. She means lamentations, the book of lamentations. You're going to suffer if you don't get in these messages while you have the opportunity, while you can change your life instead of being forced to change your life. In the time of grace, the green wood, things are much easier than in the dry wood. The social justice crowd has moved away beyond the borders of truth, infecting the church with many false infectious and diseased mentalities. We have such a socialist church, driven by communism, taking care of people who are not poor, no work ethic, no encouragement to work, and this is all we hear from the pulpits. We're infected by these things. It's a diseased mentality. Social justice is a term secular. It's biblical justice. That's a whole different matter. That's what we have to go to. And social justice is nothing more than returning an injustice to justice. And that's the end of it. We've gone off the rocker on this stuff. I'm, not, I'm just giving you a little bit about it. But I'm saying this only because you can go for anything you want to. You can have socialist ideas, even communist ideas, and you can get a place in the church and promote it and do something. But you can't talk about Medjugorje. Now, we can't have that because the devil won't allow it. You fight. You don't wait. Don't commit sin. Don't commit the sin of somebody who could have been saved through Medjugorje because it converts. It works. It's proven. There's no questions about it. This is about the bishops and addressing them. And this is real simple. If your bishop don't believe, 
You just say the six visionaries of Medjugorje are seeing something not of this world. It's scientifically proven. We have the answer for the cure of the United States of America. We are told to wait. No, we won't wait as a matter of conscience. I laid a period in the field. We prayed millions. I'm telling you millions. We gave out 75,000 novenas, which starts today. And we'll do them every day on the 25th for the next seven months from June to Christmas. Seven novenas to reconcile ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. We consecrated the United States of America in the field to Our Lady, 2008, 9, 11, and 12, I think, 13. No, that was a cross. We consecrated a cross. Our Lady gave a message. Fine, it took millions of prayers. But to give a message for our nation, when even Ireland's asked for it, other people, Slavko asked for different things, and they just said, just pray. Maria was shocked. We were shocked. We were able to give the consecration of the United States of America. Was you there? Who has been there at the consecrations? Our ladies appear in there, and we consecrate in her presence. Who has that opportunity in 2,000 years of history? Nobody. I wrote the consecration here in Medjugorje. And our ladies said, Form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation. She's standing there in Alabama. This nation, the United States of America. Why? Because if it changes, the world changes. If it goes down the drain, everything goes down the drain. It's not about being above other nations. It's about leading. It is the natural leader because it's formed on principles that are Christian. It's the first time in the history of the world that a group of men sat down on paper and conceived a nation with biblical principles. Never happened before. The most generous nation in the history of the world. Not with just money and the wealth. We have people dead on the battlefield and we start rebuilding the countries that we just fought. Nobody does that. Don't let nobody desecrate America. I say desecrate because it is to be a holy nation. And I don't want to be one of those who say, well, we got our bad side. I don't have to apologize. Judas had that bad side in the apostles. So does that make them all bad? You're always going to have rotten apples. It is a good nation. And it is to be respected. And it is holy. And the potential for that is tremendous. So form and make prayer groups to which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to me and to God. So, Bishop, you don't want to believe in the apparition. You have to believe science. They say they've seen something out of this world. They can't say it's the Virgin Mary scientifically, but there is something scientifically that's proven that there is a supernatural being in front of them, something happening. Our conclusion is absent of deceit. 25 scientists, 20 plus years doing every test there is, no more tests could do. They closed the case. So if you don't want to believe, Bishop, then look at the scientific evidence. Can't you just let that happen? And let's act on this message. We've got that. Here's your answer. Straight from the Virgin Mary, and not one prayer group has been formed from that date through that message, except some individuals. 
If the bishops say, hey, we got this message from the Virgin Mary, I want everybody in the diocese, I want you to be in prayer groups, form it, do it, neighborhoods, whatever. Let's do this. We got the solution. It's amazing what we have in our hands. So you have to leave here as soldiers, emboldened with power, the strength of the Holy Spirit, power of God, because He's sending it, who He has vested into power, the Holy Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace, to save the world. Because had she not come, it would have destroyed itself. And that was a message to Yvonne. Father, we're looking forward to that. We're getting addicted. Now, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this moment, for this time, the time of Our Lady. We thank you for the gift of Caritas. We thank you for the gift of your servant, Terry. Father, endow him with more of the wisdom of your Holy Spirit. Endow him with the gift of knowledge and understanding. Father, to all of us here, we need more of your Holy Spirit. Your intention for sending your Spirit, the Spirit of the Father and the Son, is that he will lead us to all truth. Father, enlighten us to see the truth. Give us the courage to accept the truth and the strength to live the truth because you are the truth. You are the life and we want life. Father, we ask you to send the fire of the Holy Spirit in each and every one of us to drive away the powers of the evil one in whatever form that we must have been contaminated that makes us to run away from the light. Because you said in the Gospel of John, light came into the world, but people prefer darkness to light. Father, that's why you've sent your mother to help us, to take us away from the dominion of the evil one, the enemy, whose mission is to separate us from your love. But in your name, Father, that will never happen. Fill us with the gift of your Holy Spirit, that this pilgrimage will be a life-changing one. As your mother have asked us to accept the message and to live the message, give us the strength to do so. In your holy name, I bless this, your children, knelt before you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. And so now with the very last word, here is a friend of Medjugorje. Tomorrow's apparition will be before Our Lady and we'll petition for all of you who have supported this mission. So you be on your knees at the same time at apparition time also, that you might receive the graces that is available at that holy time. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. <laughs>